In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, where I'll ask the question, how can we overcome adversity? Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8 says, In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, Why is your face sad, seeing you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad, when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Then the king said to me, What are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, How long will you be gone, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me when I had given him a time. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortress of the temple, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked, for the good hand of my God was upon me. Adversity comes to all people, and we never know exactly what sort of form it's going to take. In Nehemiah's case, the adversity was he had this good thing that he wanted to do, help Jerusalem rebuild its walls, but he didn't know if King Artaxerxes was going to let him go or not, or even permit this great project to take place. After all, Jerusalem had a little bit of a reputation for rebellion against foreign kings. But even though Nehemiah had fear about this great challenge that was set before him, he still did what was necessary to accomplish the grand task that was set before him. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, answering the question, how can we overcome adversity? Thought number one, opportunity. Anytime you're in adversity, it's also an opportunity. It's just a matter of your own perspective. Nehemiah could have looked at his whole situation and thought to himself, how in the world am I going to make a difference for the people of Jerusalem when I live all the way over here on the other side of the world, pretty much? How can I make a difference? But what could have been viewed as adversity was also seen by him as an opportunity. Nehemiah was a trusted official. And because he was a trusted official, that means he had the king's ear, which meant that he could actually ask for the help necessary to rebuild Jerusalem. So what we need to ask ourselves when we find ourselves in a situation that might be considered adversity, what kind of opportunities lie within that situation? that God might be preparing us for something even greater in the future. Thought number two, prayer. When Nehemiah was scared, as he would be in this scenario, after all, if you make the king mad, it's simply a swing of an axe to remove the problem. He prayed. He was afraid, so he prayed. And when we find ourselves in adversarial situations, we need to pray to God and believe that he will hear our prayers. We need to pray to God and ask him help because we don't know what the ultimate outcome of our adversity might be. 
We don't know what sort of opportunities the Lord has planned for us as we travel through difficult situations. So we pray to God and believe that he ultimately is going to work out his purposes even through things as mundane as everyday life. We pray to God because we trust that he ultimately is in command of all existence, that he is working out his ultimate purposes in the world for his glorification and our good. So we pray to him and we believe that as he answers those prayers, he makes the most of all our situations. Thought number three, trust. Nehemiah ultimately trusted God. He trusted that this scenario that he heard about, that Jerusalem's walls were in tattered and that the city was ashamed, really. He trusted that the Lord was as ashamed about this as he was. He trusted that the Lord wanted something greater for his people, for the city that held his name. He trusted that there was something greater that the Lord was going to do in this circumstance. After all, the folks from exile were returning. The 70 years of exile were up, and it was time for the rebuilding of the city and the temple. So Nehemiah trusts God. He trusts that the Lord placed him in the particular scenario and situation that he was in so that he might play a part in this grand project for God's ultimate glory. The Lord frequently works out his purposes in the ordinary and in the mundane. We trust that as we experience life, as we go through various trials and difficulties, that the Lord is working out his purposes through those things as well. So regardless of your situation, trust that the Lord is doing that which he intends to do, whether we happen to enjoy it or not. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Nehemiah chapters 1 through 4. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of scripture together.